Greetings and welcome to the Tinfoil Tavern, the cocktail-fueled conspiracy podcast based out of a little kitchen in New Zealand. Thank you, Thomas. We've got a very, very, very special guest star tonight. The most special of guest stars. Better than Sorry. any guest we've ever had. <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin. This is my favourite goblin, my niece, Everly. Oh, oh, oh. This is this is you, you, you queued her up to say something just then. Yeah, yeah. Now she's, she's just chugging her cocktail. Now she's taking it. She's like that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Can you say into the microphone what we discuss now? Yeah. Right. Come on then. Please bear with us for a moment. The, tonight's episode is going to be full of. I'll say it. Do you have a silly beard? You say, Tom's got a silly beard. You've got a silly beard, Tom. <laughs> the most savage You've of You've got a silly butt cheek poopy. <laughs> hey, whoa. The most that savage of intros. So tonight's episode is going to, through the magic of editing, actually going to sound completely seamless, but we are recording it. Oh, you can do that quietly. We are recording it while babysitting the original goblin. So for those of you new to the podcast, what we do is Hannah breaks down the conspiracy after committing... Far too much of her life into researching it. While, <laughs> while I live under a rock and have absolutely no clue at all, and try to apply an open-minded, unbiased logic, all while sipping a suitably themed cocktail that Evely doesn't like. <laughs> that Evely doesn't like. <laughs> now we're going to cover off the Evely cocktail in a minute. Now I do have to state that the materials appearing on this podcast are provided for general information and entertainment purposes, and do not represent us making any claims against any or all parties or peoples mentioned. Now to kick things off, though, let's first start by introducing today's cocktail, which for Evely was sparkling grape juice. With macerated cherries. With macerated cherries. And what's an R cocktail? Macerated cherries with... Macerated cherries with champagne. The champagne. Oh, uh, the macerated cherries are actually soaked in gin. This is a riff off the French 75. But, uh, yeah, we couldn't do a French 75. Oh! Oh, that's cool. It's a stegosaurus. Um, So this is a not French 75. This is the Norma Jean. The Norma Jean. Which I've made up. And... And because I honestly have no idea what tonight's episode is about, and it's relevant because I assume you have no idea who Norma Jean is. I've heard of the band Norma Jean. Okay, so Norma Jean is the birth name of one Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, in a second, sweetheart. So what we're going to do now is we're going to transition to, I imagine, a Frozen (laughs) Disney movie. Well. Through the magic of editing, we carry on seamlessly. Oh, actually, before the movie goes on, we are meant to try the cocktail. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's gin-choked what? It's champagne Yeah. with cherries soaked in gin. So a French 75 is gin with lemon juice and simple syrup topped up with champagne. Ah, the, the gin-soaked cherries make quite the difference. Mm. But um, I wanted to... Gin, uh, the reason for this cocktail is Marilyn Monroe's favourite drink was champagne, but I... We couldn't just serve plain champagne no, by itself. Yep. So I thought we'd do a champagne cocktail. French 75 is delightful, but I mm. thought we'd make it a little bit more applicable to Marilyn Monroe. Now, yeah, we'll put the stakes together the in a second. While I get the looks for not assembling the Kinder Surprise Dinosaur and a movie not being on yet. Now, we will pause. Should we put a movie on, Ebs? Do you want to watch a movie? You need to speak. Do you want to watch a movie? She's, she's just not eating again. <laughs> Oh, sorry, you need to turn the microphone towards her. Oh, okay, you can say something in here. Yes! 
Yes, I want a movie of Thank You, Baby. <laughs> a weird, unnecessary form of manners, but let's get things underway. <laughs> now, you'll have to forgive me, or this will also be zero surprise for regular listeners. I didn't know Marilyn Monroe had any form of conspiracy around her. Really? Yeah, none at all. So you know she's dead. I know she's... You know, I assumed she was dead. To be honest, I didn't know. Like, I haven't heard anything of it. Like, I haven't seen an interview of an old Marilyn Monroe, so I assume she's dead. Yep. Was she murdered? Maybe. That's oh. a conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> so, what? I guess a take at the start of this episode is going to be very suitable for me. Yeah, yeah, we go through the facts as we usually do, so they're actually up to date on stuff that most people know. Right, okay, well I know nothing, so let's dive into it. You know nothing, so we'll start. So Marilyn Monroe, she was born as per the cocktail, Norma Jean Mortensen, Uh, later Norma Jean Baker, um, after her mother remarried. So she was born on the 1st of June 1926. Her early life was a little bit grim. Her mother was institutionalised multiple times throughout Norma's childhood, which meant that Norma bounced around uh, orphanages and foster homes and family friends. That's right. A little bit of early damage creates for... Either make you hilarious or talented or a psychopath. Yeah, I was thinking talent. Yeah. And she obviously was very talented. Yeah, yeah. 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 No doubt about it. Yeah. So she, she first married at 16... This was mainly so she didn't have to go back to the orphanage. She got married at 16. She got married at 16. Is that uncommon for the time? Um, A little bit uncommon. Okay. I'd say it's quite common if you do something untoward outside of marriage. Uh, So it was unheard of. But yeah, she got married at 16 to a factory worker called James Doherty. This was in 1942. Um, I believe he was 21 at the time. Um, And he was their next neighbor. And she mainly did it so she didn't have to go back to to the orphanage. But apparently she took to married life quite well, and she was quite keen on being a, a really good housewife. Mm-hmm. So when James was posted to the South, South Pacific as part of the Navy in '44, obviously this was part of World War II, Norma started modelling, and she divorced James in '46. He, he didn't really approve of her modelling, um, and she ended up just divorcing him, as, as particularly because one of the studios that she was affiliated with said that married women weren't appropriate. So she's like... All right. And she divorced him. How long were they married for? Uh, four years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when she signed with 20th Century Fox, that's when she restyled herself as Marilyn Monroe. So Monroe was her mother's maiden name and Marilyn was chosen because apparently she reminded one of the studio execs of um, another famous person called Marilyn something or other. And she dyed her hair the platinum blonde that obviously we all, we all know her for. Mm. So she quickly gained attention after a series of oh, pretty small roles. But obviously she was, she was very attractive, very talented. And She's considered smoking hot, is she? At the time? I mean, she's still considered smoking hot. She's stunning. Oh, okay. Like, I've never seen anything of her, but I've gone, man, that's the sexiest one, the top 10 sexiest woman I've ever known kind of thing. But you know what she looks like. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, yeah she's, she's stunning. Um, and even if you just look at it from a clinical point of view, she's got, like, the perfect hourglass measurement. She had a tiny little waist, but a big bust and big hips and very long, like, shapely legs and uh, just... Well, the description sounds hot. Yeah, yeah. stunning bone structure. Um, she she was... She was yeah, I think hot is a is a understatement. She was she was beautiful, right? And she had that sort of real 
sweet raspy oh, not raspy like that sort of whispery voice very very sexy Okay. Um, but she's also had I know very very like I mean that's kind of the theme of the whole podcast but I know so little about her you do know so little about all things <laughs> oi <laughs> but she she quickly gained attention in these smaller roles that she was doing and by the early 50s you know, she was she was the early 50s she was pretty famous so um, she was she's an actor an actress yes and a actress. model actress and a model actress and a model yep yep I, I, I like know so like, little about it. I just like wondered if she sang or something. Like I literally didn't know what she did. Even really, I know nothing about her. You don't even know, like you don't seen any movies that she was in. No. Nah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> that is the point where you carry on with the podcast. No, sorry, I'm just a little bit in shock here. Right. Different hemispheres, babe. What has that got to do with anything? Because uh, you know. What's actually been quite refreshing about this podcast is, you know, when you like rip into me for not knowing what some weird department store is or who a person is. Harris is not a weird department store. Yeah, it's been quite refreshing when a lot of Kiwis come up to me and go, that's right, I have no idea what the fuck that was either. No one's done that. Yes, people have done that. No one has said that. Not to you, no to me. No one has said that. Who, name one person who said that. Sarah Kennedy. She said that she doesn't know where Harrods is. Correct. All right, I can forgive her for that. But, but she, she also didn't know who that president or two I see was we mentioned in the JFK one. The and vice president, Lyndon B. Johnson. No, I can't remember who the person was that was the point of concern. You you Northern Hemisphere knowledge. Uh, Marilyn Monroe was from the States, and so was JFK. Like, it was the, what has this got to do with it? No, like, the, the po- they're the, like <laughs> right between us, no, you so know? I've, I've heard them, but my, po- my, <laughs> my very defensive fact I'm trying to get to here is you're frowning at me so concerned. No, I like, no, I accept... Harrods might be a Northern Hemisphere thing, but come on, JFK and Marilyn Monroe, that's not a Northern Hemisphere thing. You can't blame being an Antipodean for your ignorance on that. I'm not. I'm talking about Harrods. But you also went on to say that Sarah didn't know who Linda B. Johnson was. I didn't say Linda B. Johnson. You said Linda B. Johnson. Yeah, because you said the 2IC, which was Linda B. Johnson. I said 2IC of some sort, and I'm very sure it's not that. It was some other person. I can't even remember the name because they were so forgettable. Was it the vice president? No. Do I see of what? I can't remember. Which podcast are you talking about? Well, one of three JFK episodes. It was probably Lyndon B. Johnson. It wasn't Lyndon B. Johnson. He was the 2IC. Okay. If that's what you insist on calling the freaking vice president of the United States. The 2IC is the prison retail. Christ on a bicycle. Uh, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just to a classic start of the tinfoil tavern. We'll just carry on because it's stressful. Like, no, I need to. You can talk for a sec. I need to take a sip I can now. Talk with you. There's also another classic aspect of the tinfoil tavern. As soon as Hannah, as soon as I have finished talking, Hannah needs a drink. <laughs> Rather, well, that, than, hey, that's not just limited to the podcast. It's <laughs> also just general life. No, but the practice we're really trying to drill in is. Once you finish talking, you take a drink as I respond. But instead, Hannah loves to wait for me to finish talking and go, and then inhale liquor. Yeah. yeah. So, in 1954, <laughs> Marilyn marries for the second time a very famous baseball player who Thomas has undoubtedly not heard of, Joe DiMaggio. I know, I've heard of him. No, you haven't. I have. No, you haven't. Joe DiMaggio, I've heard of Joe DiMaggio. I don't believe you. Pinky promise. How have you heard of him? He was Ameri- He was like, not your hemisphere, apparently. Baseball. Sports. You don't even like Manly baseball. Man. I like baseball. No, you don't like baseball. 
want to jump on my Instagram right now and bet there's a, a don't baseball want to clips? jump into anything about you right now. <laughs> Is there actually? A- yeah. Baseball. Yeah. I feel like you're lying, but we'll just carry on. No, no, but I mean, like, I definitely would not call me, um, like, I don't, I don't watch games. But yeah, I've I, literally never seen you watch a sporting game of any description. I, I watch sports. I've, uh, what I said is I've never seen you. No, but I don't watch sports around you. I've, I've the only God, sp- you're sidetracking in this episode. I'm just saying the only sporting <laughs> event I've known to watch is netball because you had to photograph it for professional I've reasons. I've never ever photographed netball. Basketball. Yes. Yeah. Basketball. <laughs> anyway, she marries famous baseball player Joe so, DiMaggio, who apparently Busby has heard of. How old was she when she got remarried? Uh, 54. She was born in 26. Oh, God. What's the maths there? 28. Oh, Jim's going to have a. Thing. So, about eight years later after a divorce. Yeah. It's quite a while later after a divorce. Right. Yeah. Um, but she filed for divorce from him just nine months later. Nine months? Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. It was it sort of to be uh, a little bit because of Joe's jealousy, insecurity, and controlling nature. So at this point, obviously, she was pretty famous. She was known as a, a sex symbol. Mm. She had adoring fans everywhere and is a little bit difficult. In June 1956, she married for the third time to playwright Arthur Miller. 1950. I wish she had a calculator on me. I like so when did she get married for the first, the second time? 54. For nine months. For nine months. And then, so 13 months after her divorce, she's married for number three times. Mm-hmm. Man, she's smashing them out. Yeah. I wonder if it's like anyone we know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so the next... Does she listen to this podcast? No. No, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> but she might because her daughter's on this one. So no, you don't mean to make it that obvious. <laughs> Calm me farm, bro. The next couple of years were pretty good professionally, but her personal life was going downhill with a couple of miscarriages and an increasing dependence on barbiturates to help her sleep. Right. No, I know what barbiturates are. We'll cover that in the past. Miscarriages are unfortunate. Though. Yeah, yeah, no one, super sad. No one deserves them. No, of course not. At the start of 61, she divorced Arthur and she took six months off work. Sorry, when did she marry him? Uh, 56. Oh, so she was with him for five years. Yeah, but they'd like... That's that separated for a couple of years before that. Oh man, okay. Um, so so she's just like, yeah, okay. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So start of sixty one, she divorces Arthur, and she takes six months off work due to health issues, um, and then she moves back to LA in late sixty one after seven years living in New York. At this point, 20, 20th Century Fox, who she was signed with, they ended up firing her due to repeated illness that was holding up production on a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was going through a little bit of a, of a rough time but she moved and she was doing okay and taking a bit of a hiatus she probably could have done with a few more uh, what's, what's the today's cocktail called? the Norma Jean the Norma Jean, sorry, her original name What what's your thoughts on it? I mean I like it I'm not a big fan of champagne but I love gin and the berries if you leave them massacred in gin long enough and it's good gin it has a bit of a gin residue to it so it's I mean, I I, I, pre- I do prefer a classic French seventy-five because of the lemon juice instead. And you're a, you're quite the floozy for something that's smacking your face sour. Yeah, I like the sour ones. Yeah, so yeah. A French seventy-five, you can make it with like simple syrup, according to your taste. I prefer it with like very little simple syrup. This was nice. I did, obviously because the the cherries are are in syrup. I didn't put in any simple syrup. 
Maybe no, I should have put some lemon in with the cherries, just like a little bit. I don't know. It's Fenton Street Gin. We always oh, mention them, but it's phenomenal. It's delightful. It's the, uh, was it the 1526? I can't see the bottle from there. Was that the year? I want to say not. Oh. No, it was 15 something. 1564. 1564. Fenton Street. Yeah. So, wherever you are in the world, if you look up Fenton Street Gin, they actually, the website's a little tricky to track down, but it's. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Because I think they're under the Fenton Street Arts Collective. Oh, right. I think. But the gin is phenomenal. And it is available in other countries because they won those awards in the UK and stuff. Yeah, but they might have just sent the gin over there for the awards, but I don't know if it's available over there. But I don't know if they ship globally. It's fantastic. If if, if you want to try some of the, what I think is some of the best gin in the world, send us a message on the Instagram page, which is. The underscore Toonfall underscore Tavern. And we'll, we'll sort out a way to get you some of the Fenton Street gin. What, for free? No, fuck no. <laughs> no you can, you can pay like, me. I will be on and there. And pay for shipping. If they don't do it, I'll... I'll sh- look, we're, we're small enough of a podcast at the moment where I can easily open up to any of our global listeners to send them some Fenton Street gin it if you cover gin. all the costs. We did go to a delightful Fenton Street gin tasting last weekend. It was very nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been floozies of... Oh, I've been floozies of this gin for a little while, but... It was good stuff. But sorry, carry on. Oh, it was on. lovely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she was signed with 20th Century Fox at this point. Uh, they ended up firing her due to repeated illness. Um, and she was she was doing all right up until this point in time. Um, on Saturday, August 4th, 1962, Marilyn spent the day at her home. And she, well, that day was pretty normal. She met with a photographer to discuss a possible collaboration with Playboy magazine. She received a massage from her personal masseuse. She had a therapy session with a psychiatrist, Dr. Ralph Greenson. Sounds like a day in the life of you, eh? I don't have a psychiatrist anymore. They fired me. Um, and but your Playboy subscription's going fantastic. The Playboy is going great. The personal massaging is going great. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, her psychiatrist, Dr. Al Greenson, he asked Marilyn's housekeeper, Eunice Murray, to stay over and keep an eye on her because he was a little bit worried about her state of mind. She also had a few phone conversations with friends, and about 8 p.m., she told Eunice that she was off to bed. This feels like it's building up to a murder. Well, this is just a death at this point. Yeah. All right, so, like, can we hold... No, but I know, like, I know so nothing about Marilyn Monroe. Carry on, carry on. Yeah, yeah. So about 8pm she goes to bed and then at about 3.30am the housekeeper, Eunice, she woke up to check on Marilyn but Marilyn's door was locked. She was a little bit concerned. Um, she could see the light on underneath the, coming through underneath the door but she, she couldn't get any kind of response from Marilyn. So she calls Marilyn's psych, Dr Greenson, um, who told Eunice to try looking through a window, which Eunice did. And she saw Marilyn laying face down on her bed. So Dr. Greenson hurries over and he breaks the window and gets in and establishes that she was dead. He then calls Marilyn's personal physician because she didn't have just have one personal doctor. She had two, mm. her psych, Dr. Greenson, and her physician, the unfortunately named Dr. Hyman okay. Engelberg. Hyman. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who arrived just before 4 a.m. and he officially confirmed her death at um, between then. So at the moment, it just sounds like a pretty standard Chris Cornell. Yeah. He, he yeah. And that was that was Chester the. Bennington. Yeah. And that was the common story at that point. So at about 4:25 a.m., they call the police. Her body was taken in for the autopsy and coroner Thomas Noguchi estimated her time of death to be between 8.30pm and 10.30pm the previous night. 
Her cause of death was recorded as acute barbiturate poisoning. Mm-hmm. Okay. The toxicology analysis showed that she had 8 milligrams of chlorohydrate and 4.5 milligrams of a pentobarbital in her blood and a further 13 milligrams of pentobarbital in her liver. So are these pretty standard habituate drugs? Yeah, yeah. So they're both... They're habituate? Both, habituate? Uh, no. So the, the pentobarbital commonly known as nembutol, is a barbiturate. Yeah. Chlorohydrate is a sedative. And they're both prescribed to it. They were illegal. They're prescribed right. to it. So, so at the moment, it just sounds like a standard kind of OD procedure of someone that just proves money and celebrity doesn't buy happiness. Yeah. And they've tried to sort their issues out through drugs and it has failed. Yeah, well, she had... Um, the reason she was on those is she had a, a very long history with insomnia. Mm-hmm. Ever since she was a child, bouncing between orphanages, she was molested and stuff, and oh, nighttime okay. was a, a pretty traumatic time for her. That's so she, very, very justified. Yeah, she, she yeah. suffered with insomnia for, for a long time, well, right. from her whole life. So. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, I don't know, stress going on in life or whatever. Everyone's got their own stuff, no matter who you are. Not getting to sleep, I'll just try another one. Maybe I'll double up. Well, you well, get I've used up to, before, you get used to these very quickly. So. Yeah, yeah, okay, true, and build up a bit of tolerance. I've yeah. got a little bit higher in this. Oh. And we have a goblin <laughs> interrupted. <laughs> so while Hannah goes and checks on... <laughs> the toxicology analysis showed that she had 8 milligrams of chloral hydrate and 4.5 milligrams of pentobarbital in her blood. I think we've covered this. <laughs> not because of <laughs> the goblin, goblin interruption. interruption. Yeah. Um, and the 30 milligrams of pentobarbital in her liver. It was ruled a probable suicide. There was no note or any indication that it was planned, but they assumed that because of the amount taken, it must have been on purpose. She was late. So that's a lot, is it? Like that, a huge yeah, amount? That's a, that's a lot. You'd have to take quite a lot. Like I think they so that's est- not like it just like double or triple or quadruple. Is it oh, like- they they estimated that for that amount it would have to have been between like forty to seventy pills. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So, so that seems seems very on purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's more than just like I'll go a bit more and try and get to sleep. That's yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, was, it was it was a high amount. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she, she was laid to rest in a small ceremony arranged by her ex husband Joe DiMaggio, who Thomas has heard of. Yeah. Nice of him to organise. Yeah, she'd she'd okay, um, steps up in situations like that. She'd kept a close friendship with him over the years, and she was still close with you his. Just gave me a look. Maybe, and <laughs> she'd kept a close friendship also with his son, her stepson, Joe DiMaggio Jr., who she'd actually had a, a phone conversation with that very night. The, oh, it's, I, Joe DiMaggio Jr. Also a big fan of when exes look after the 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 step child. Anyway, there was only about thirty people there, with police keeping crowds away. She was buried in Crypt Number 24 in the Corridor of Memories at Westwood Village Memorial Park Cemetery. So you just encouraged a little bit more grave inspection, did you? I assume that still must be still there. Yeah, it's still there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So any any questions about just her life, anything that you want to cover before we go into the conspiracies? Right, so that's that's the bulk of the facts. Yeah, very, well, so very far, basic rundown of so, her life. So, so far, nothing sounds conspiratorial little. Like that there did not surprise me other than the tone you were using enough what you're going to say they came in and there's like a gunshot. Oh, no, 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 no gunshot. No, yeah, no sorry. It was it sounds, assumed to be a suicide for Like a... at the moment I'd, I'd go if, if, if I had to give it a, a 1 to 10, 10 being a conspiracy, 1 being, nah, just a standard run-of-the-mill celebrity suicide, I would give this a 1. 
so far. Okay. Yeah, you, you've set me up for zero suspicion. So, obviously, you said that you don't know much about Marilyn Monroe. Fuck, oh, that's pretty obvious. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about her famous affairs? Affairs? Yeah, like... Didn't she sleep with JFK? Yeah. So, I remember that from a previous episode. Yeah. Is that... I just, I just wonder if you knew. No, well, I knew that one because you told me in the past. Right. Previous episodes, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, part of the reason I chose this is because I know how sad you were <laughs> to finish with the JFK conspiracy. So this is like a JFK point two. Epilogue. Yeah, epilogue. <laughs> no, no, Marilyn does deserve her own cons- her own conspiracy podcast in her own right. Oh, so the JFK thing was the, the, the bit you were fishing for just then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. But yeah, he may or may not make an appearance. I'm not sure. Can't tell you. You mean you are sure, but you're not going to tell me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, I think you'll like conspiracy number one. So are we starting off with the most batshit crazy and working away? No, uh, well, or? yes, yes, we are. Yeah. This is not the most batshit conspiracy theory out there about Marilyn Monroe, because mm-hmm. there are a lot, but this is the most batshit one that I've got written down. Right. Because Of your personal favourites. Uh, yeah, when you say personal favourites, um, the ones that actually have some kind of bulk to them. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you think there could be a slight chance of this being true? Of his head just doing that? No, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like that's now become oh, a scale. No, I'm not no. saying I think this one's got a chance of being true. I just think that it's relatively well-reasoned. Oh, okay. Cool. So, but yeah. we'll, we'll go into it because... It it's, seems logical rather than... Oh, it doesn't particularly seem logical. Oh, it's okay. just got some basis to it. Okay. As opposed okay. to... Well, like one of them, which we're not going into, but one of them was that she faked her own death. And this was all like based on the fact that some old dude in the 80s, possibly in the 80s, picked up a hitchhiker who said that she was her and he believed it. And that became the basis of the fact that she faked her own death. So we're not going to go into that one because that is... Done. Okay, well, that was it. Yeah, that was, that that was sounds, it. Sounds like just a bit. Not that I know it, sorry, but that sounds like the bulk of it. But, how, many, how many have you got? Uh, I think just the four. Okay, they've got four conspiracies. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, like, yeah. Okay, slip it in. Hit me with the first one. I'll slip it in. Conspiracy number one. Yeah. Aliens. Yes. Yes, I knew you'd like Are that. we going to have an alien-focused episode in the future? Maybe, maybe not. I can't tell you because then I have to kill you because of the aliens. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because aliens is why she was murdered, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I start talking about you about aliens, I have to kill you, and I don't no, want to do aliens that. Aliens are my favourite. I know. Because like fiction. Oh no! How do I even phrase this? Conspiracy based topic. So yeah. yeah. Aliens. Why you didn't? The hand gesture. Sure what because the hand gesture was the meme. You know the dude from the Ancient History Channel. A- aliens. Never mind. I'm just nodding my head, shaking. My head. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Dr. Stephen Greer is a retired physician, as in doctor, and UFOologist. He's a pretty oh. inter- he is a pretty interesting dude. He's he's been lobbying the um, the government for decades about declassifying documents relating to extraterrestrial life. So obviously, many people that think that he is a, a total wacko. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, depends what you mean about aliens. Life. Um, intelligent life from another planet? 100%. I yeah. think it's... Mass- 100%. Okay. 99.9? 99.9, because you have to leave yeah. room for... Never be absolute. But I think mathematically, the chances that we're alone in the universe, even with intelligent life, is ridiculous. Like, do you know how vast the universe is? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd be 99.9, maybe 99. Like... It's like, it, it seems unfathomable to me that we're the only intelligent life in the vastness of the universe. I, w- I wouldn't also mind that, though. 
Oh, I, think I just a... find it like my, only 1% of me wouldn't mind that. That's a horrifying and... thought. No, anyway, like just complete, one... complete sidetrack. Well, we, we, won't, yeah. we won't go on to this because I feel that could be a deep hole to, yeah. to go down. But yeah. I'm, I'm However, when yeah. someone says to me, do you believe in aliens? Sometimes the, uh, what do you call it? What they actually mean is, do you believe that aliens are in contact with us? And there's, do we have like UFOs visiting us and stuff? In which case, no, I don't particularly believe that. I'm not oh, going to say you? I don't because um, have you we seen? Might. Have you ever been to the Pentagon website and looked at footage they've released from the Pentagon website? Yeah, of the and like of craft that just seem. Yep. But most of the time, I think that is down to just like advanced military craft from other countries. And I think that most okay. UFO sightings are actually just advanced military craft because we we all know that the military is ahead of us by a couple of decades. Oh, just from being quite heavily into the camera industry, like and cameras, like I mean, that's nothing compared to military. Like cameras is like who gives a shit on the same level. I know, like cameras from them are out in the field being tested years before release. Like, so you're literally, saying literally years. So military could be. Are you like, saying what that? lady said in that last podcast about jfk could have been true uh, was, what, i don't know be more descriptive the babushka lady because she claimed that she had a prototype which was like yeah i think i actually brought this up in that episode six actually. years prior like this exact oh six years i don't like at the moment i know it's probably about maybe two years and they're pretty buggy but that's just the camera industry that's not military hmm. like say so, i don't know what's something new at the moment iphone 14 say just because that's just been announced at the time of recording the the military could have had that 10 years ago the equivalent of it kind mm. of thing who cares because that's more of a commercial level but I, I actually i do like your reasoning behind doubting a lot of military not military ufo footage yeah yeah and i i yeah unless i'm not going to say that we're not visited by aliens because i don't know for certain but i don't think we are okay so you're a 99.9 percent chance to believe in aliens yeah Okay, what's what do you reckon your chances are of people like some of that UFO sort of footage that's on the YouTube kind of thing is real? When you say real, I think it's real footage. I just not think of it's, of aliens. Uh, I don't think it is. So no, but give me the percentage number. I don't know. Thirty percent saying that it is. Seventy percent saying definitely not. And I don't mean of all of them. I just mean of some. Like oh, a- some. There. I mean. I won't go into it too deeply because one 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 particular subject that I do quite like about aliens specifically mm. is one we're going to cover in a podcast, so I can't tell you about it. Okay. Um, so there, there are some like really interesting stories. So there about... is an alien theme podcast coming up. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. You can stop there. That's right. We'll save it for then. But yeah, on, on the whole, I think that most UFO sightings, I say with quotation marks, are actually not aliens. But just yeah, human military. science beyond our understanding. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry, but aliens. Aliens or intelligent life in the universe. I've really exists. sidetracked this. Sorry, how yeah. does aliens relate to Marilyn? Uh, because that's why she was murdered. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Doctor Stephen Greer, really interesting dude. The, the dude that uh, before we sidetracked, he he's been lobbying for decades to the government about declassifying documents relating to extraterrestrial life. So, a lot of people think total wacko. What I do like about him is that he does focus on attempting to get his hands on actual evidence so he's spend, spending a lot of his time actually lobbying the actual government for declassification of documents as opposed to those nuts who just like go on like and just have my word yeah like the bogan word, down yeah. the street who insists that he was mainly 
probed. Why would you have to go there? Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, you couldn't just get probed. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a big, big, big old thing. Like just taking people's word for it and using that as a whole basis for a thing. So, Doctor Stephen Green, he's an actual. I mean, this doesn't mean much, but he's an actual doctor. He's an educated dude, and he's yeah, he's been doing a lot of lobbying to get them to do declassify actual government documents as opposed to just talking shit really as opposed to just arguing this word but okay yeah. cool cool yeah so i, I like i like that so about even him. those that are anti-alien or remove the religious side from us but the ones that just don't believe in aliens um even they would you'd hope and, and to just to give him a bit of credit appreciate his arguments yeah yeah, yeah. and okay. the fact that he's trying to get his hands on actual evidence which yeah, yeah. i like i like yeah. and and like his yeah. his books and his documentaries they they do i mean i will be fully upfront um i mainly read the synopsises and the background of them um because i haven't had time to go through all of them in this in the study but they do seem to focus on the reliable witnesses such as the pilots ex-intelligent members of the federal aviation administration etc rather than billy bob's cousin with 12 toes yeah exactly cool and so i i, I like that he's going to like I mean, maybe it's because he's a, a doctor and you have to, like, go through... Yeah, you're taught how to reference things properly and study things properly and, like, evidence-based. Yeah. Um, and he, he does seem to go down that route. It doesn't mean that he's not a whacker. He might still be a whacker. But yeah, yeah. I, I do like yeah. the fact that he goes through that sort of, like... Oh, not the official channel, because it's an official channel. But he does seem to go through that, like, um, rather than credible witness. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I do know too many people that are just like, nah, fuck you, man. You're just being part of the machine. It's like, oh, nah. like instead of trying to stand there and tell, stop the tide from coming in, like actually going with the flow and trying to make a difference, I think is a better way than, yeah. yeah. So, and he sounds like he's trying to go with the flow and make a difference rather than just standing his ground and refusing to budge in yeah. the direction. He's yeah. just got cool. this little thing, is it? the whole alien thing and he's like just tell us the truth yeah so he he released a documentary the documentary is called unacknowledged now the whole documentary was about aliens uh, so it's not actually about marilyn monroe but he does make the claim that marilyn was killed because she had heard via one of the kennedy brothers about ufos which he may, mainly bases this That's on why you asked me about that earlier right. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay so um you'd yeah, assume I just, the president would have some pretty good ufo knowledge if there was UFO, ufos you'd assume so yeah. you'd assume so, you'd hope so. um yeah, and so yeah. i should have gone to this before because i assume that most people know but obviously thomas doesn't she had a, a most people know that marilyn monroe probably had an affair with jfk and mm. also his younger brother bobby Mm-hmm. Robert F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people think that this was part of the, the reason why she was killed. A lot of people had fingers in her pies. I mean, she had her fingers in lots of pies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, doctors, Dr. Greer, he argues that she might have heard via the one of the Kennedy brothers about UFOs or potentially about Roswell itself. And he bases this all on a classified document, which he refers to as a death warrant. So the document itself is dated 3rd of August 62, which um, is a few days before her death. And it's a, basically, the document itself, he insists that it's genuine, and you can see screenshots of it, but we we, we don't know the veracity of it. We don't know if it's actually... um, Oh, so in the document, there are actually, like... um, photos of it online and it's supposed to be a, uh, an fbi document or a cia document but you can't actually see the original because it was supposedly still so classified like a copy, a copy kind of thing, yeah so right? i'll, I'll right, tell you okay. the story behind it um it's supposedly a wiretap summary between dorothy kuglin 
You may remember that name. No. From the JFK ones. No. The the oh dot the the new uh, reporter who's dead. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. And Howard Rothberg, who was a friend of both Dorothy's and. Uh, Marilyn Monroe's. So this is a wiretap summary between these two people about a conversation that she had had. Um, she being Marilyn. Yes. Yep. Marilyn. Yep. 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 Sorry, Marilyn. Had had previously with JFK about a visit to a secret airbase that JFK had had to inspect, and this is a quote, things from outer space. So Marilyn threatened to hold a tell-all interview in retaliation for the Kennedy's treatment of her, because at this point, uh, at the point of her death, both of them had dumped her, and she was feeling pretty rejected. Mm. Um, so a part of me instantly is feeling a little bit of scepticism towards skepticism. like scepticism mm-hmm. towards like her career not going around. She needs a bit of attention, and this could be a little bit. Her of career was going fine. It was her personal life that was not well, sorry, going well. Sorry, her personal life not going well, and she's maybe feeling like a little bit more um, validation, a little bit more attention in a different way, and she's presidential is a pretty good level to go in at. But okay, mm-hmm. maybe maybe four, four out of ten on that scale. Okay, well we haven't finished yet. No, no, that's fine. I'm just thinking where I'm up to. Yep. Um, the the white also talked about uh, how Marilyn was aware of assassination plots against a Fidel Castro, which I'm sure you remember those from the last episodes. Cuba. Yeah. Present. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the document itself... So if, I retain some information. You do retain some information. I just don't look into a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know. It's not start a geography podcast, God, that'd be embarrassing. It would be. Probably for us, because geography is not my strong point yet. Oh, okay. That's why we're not doing it. Cool. <laughs> So the the document itself that um, Dr. Greer bases all this on, it's if it is true, it is still classified. So Dr. Stephen state says that it was given to him by a, an NSA higher up that believed in his work. So he was given it to him, and apparently he also had it checked over by someone else who said that this is a genuine document. Neither of those things are actually verifiable because he doesn't name drop anyone because he said that those people specifically requested to to stay silent so whether the so document it could have been his cousin who's a, a professional yeah, expert a in the field of total fake document that's dr stephen Greer's just like yes yeah, okay totally okay. true yeah um so two other books though have also been written on the whole alien angle one of them was diary of secrets ufo conspiracies and the mysterious death of marilyn monroe by nick redfern and also UFOs and the Murder of Marilyn Monroe by Donald Burleson, which, although I haven't read them, they mainly seem to be based upon the same document and the same research of Dr. Stephen Greer, which obviously wow. has been denied by officials. So yeah, the yeah. CIA, as the theory goes, they the CIA bashed her in to stop her from spilling the beans on ET. So how did they do it? We'll get into that a little bit later, because the how they did it, the how of it, Despite this conspiracy, the how of it seems to, they seem to all have quite a few common denominators. So we'll get into the how of it in a bit. But is there any other evidence for the alien angle? No, not really, unfortunately. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, I guess the how is the big part of it. But when you go alien, there's just a lot of, you'd assume, knowledge we don't understand. Or, sorry, the fact, information we don't understand. uh, Like, you don't even try to understand it. You just accept that you don't understand it. And they have a way of making it look like a drug overdose. Yeah. Or mind control, or maybe, yeah, or maybe they were testing 5G at the time. MK yeah. Ultra or something. So yeah. I couldn't really find much about stuff that was seen to be all based based on this 
first dude, Dr. Stephen Greer, which the other next series about it all seemed to trace back to. The only other possible tie back I could find to Aliens was a real vague claim from her friend, um, Jose Bolanos, who had a phone conversation with her the day that she died. And she told him, um, and I quote, she told him something that will one day shock the whole world end quote but he's refused to ever reveal what that was up until this day so it doesn't actually necessarily say anything about aliens but um, a lot of people think like uh the president or the attorney general which is what bobby kennedy was mm. that's not information that would shock the whole world so a lot of people think this is proof that it was something to do with like with aliens that would actually shock the whole world yeah well i don't know him to know what counts as the whole world for like his point of view if you know what i mean like some people's whole world is quite a small world but i, I guess as far as the alien side of it go uh, and unless you until we get to the point of like when you cover off the how side of it uh, maybe that gives me a little more fuel to it the fact there's a few books and a few people believe this i see why it's in here but two out of ten i mean it's good it's if it is true mm. it's a good reason what do you mean? Well, I mean, if it, let's say Roswell was true mm. and she knew about it and she was trying to go public with it, mm. that's a really good reason to kill her. Or some of the other ones, like they haven't bothered even writing down, like there's a. There's got a the hell, but not the why? Yeah, like there's, a, there's a, a pretty, if you like, search for the most common theories about why she was murdered, she was murdered. Mm. Um, the mob doing it is one of the ones that are high up there. Mm. But when I researched it, there wasn't enough reason to. So I, was, I didn't even bother going into it that deep because it was just so tense. Like, yeah, she had, she did have links. Or JFK connections. No, she had JFK connections. We'll get into that. Yeah. But in terms of the mob one, there wasn't enough this reason. This really is a JFK like 3.2 kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Well, it makes a lot more sense if you listen to the last three. Yeah. Yeah. So she actually, she did have mob connections, mm. but why they'd want to murder her didn't make any sense at all. Well, it was a message to him. Well, yeah, they said, they say that, but she was just some floozy that he was banging yeah yeah it's not like it's his the mother of and his child or his child kind no of thing. It's, and it's that's one of the reasons like, they yeah. get to get back at one of the kennedys it's like they were just banging her and not for that long like <sighs> yeah okay no i, I, I like your argument yeah the so i, I didn't good. bother yeah. going into yeah. the mob ones too deeply because i was like nah, there's just not enough there's not just not enough reasons to not knock her off of that behind it right. yeah cool so that's that's the aside from the how the conclusion of aliens. Yeah, that's the alien one. Yeah, two, yeah. two out of ten. Okay. Me. Yeah. But, um, so before we get on to more murder ones, mm -hmm. we're going to first depart from a horrible murder to just go over a medical <laughs> negligence theory. It's and like it pick up this metal stool that's making a massive racket. Yeah, Sorry, quite carry noisy. On. Yeah, yeah. So that the medical negligence theory. Uh, and the reason why it's in here is because apparently it was a, a cover-up. So, and that's why some things about her death doesn't make sense. So she was prescribed medications by both her psychiatrist, Dr. Greenson, and also her physician, Dr. Hyman Engelberg. And so the combination of Nembutal, which is uh, a barbiturate, and chlorohydrate can be fatal. Now, Dr. Greenson was trying to wean Marilyn off Nembutal and instead used chlorohydrate. But two days before her death, Engelberg had given her a prescription for Nembutal, which Greenson didn't know about. 
Now, as they were supposed to keep each other informed... So, yeah, I'll say at this time, is like sharing medical records pretty standard, I would assume? Yes, and because they're both personal physicians uh, or personal doctors, they were supposed to keep each other informed of uh, not just Marilyn's medications, but also her state of mind and anything else that was going on with right, her. Right, but sorry, sorry cause just because I was thinking of my questions and I didn't absorb the last bit of information you said. Do you say this was the day before? Um, so she, two days before, he gave her a new prescription for right. Nembutol. Okay, so maybe there's a little bit of a slow day update. Yeah, which the other doctor yeah. didn't know. Or they they're supposed to, they were supposed to cover off with each other before even like giving her the prescription. Because once you give the prescription, they can file it. Yeah, you know, but I'm, so. I'm putting human error into this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, that's the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. Negli- medical negligence, not yeah. murder, but medical negligence. Yeah. So they were, they were supposed to keep each other informed of um, yeah her medications, everything else going on with her. Um, what happened when they realised that this she'd, she'd taken an overdose is they realised uh, that the combination of both is fatal mm-hmm. and they should have known that she was on both of them at the same time. So it was, a, it was negligent, even though one of them prescribed the other, it would have been negligence on both their parts for not doing their due diligence. Yeah, one not sharing, one not listening kind of thing, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And they're also, they're also like, friendly with each other and stuff and one going down would mean the other person gets dragged down too so um they she she dies and when they realized why she died they decided to um to deny knowing that she was on both so dr greenson had been at her house for a few here dr greenson was the psychiatrist not the physician dr greenson had been at her house for um quite a few hours on the day of her death and he or he should have done his due diligence if this is true he should have done his due diligence at the time to make sure she wasn't going to be mixing medications um and obviously the other doctor had given her this prescription and he should have known that the other doctor was trying to was giving her this other one. Whoa. Oh <laughs> man it's actually scared hey, the shit out of me. Um, so I think when the goblin interrupted us, I was just <laughs> talking about how uh, both Dr. Greenson and Dr. Hyman, or should I say Dr. Engelberg, were both negligent. So they both right, decided yeah. to try and cover it up. So they made it look like a suicide, helped by the housekeeper, Eunice Murray. And you might be like, why on earth would she help? Well, she was actually employed by Marilyn at Dr. Greenson's recommendation. And some sources say that she was reporting Marilyn's moods comings and goings and just all sorts of her day-to-day life so when you tell me before that she like knocked on the door got no response saw the light under the door told her to check through the window Mm -hmm. that's not fact that's no that is fact that's it's fact according to eunice's testimony which interestingly should say that her testimony actually changed a couple of times in terms of the time frame. So it, at one point she said it was 3.30. At another point she said it was actually t- uh, about midnight. Um, so it did change a couple of times. And Eunice herself, she is an interesting character. But okay. we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay, she's coming up. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, she's... Oh, right. Yeah, she, a little bit more of her coming up. Right. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, she'd actually been employed by Ryland at Dr. Greenson's recommendation. And as I said, some people said that she was actually reporting back on Marilyn to Dr. Greenson. Okay, um, is, that, is that dodgy? A little bit. Um, a lot of people think that Dr. Greenson actually had an unhealthy uh, infatuation with Marilyn. Well, she was a smoking hottie. Yeah, she was a smoking hottie. Okay. And she had that sort of Glass like the whole sort of weird. beautiful, also vulnerable thing going on. And um, and he knew a lot about her. And he knew a lot about so, her. And, and sorry, he is the psych? He's the psych. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. So um, helping him isn't outside the realms of possibility in terms of helping him cover it up. So, right. yeah, the, the theory, this theory, particular theory is that it was just medical negligence and they quickly tried to make it look like a suicide so that they both didn't have their careers imploded. Right, but it's not that much of a conspiracy. Not, no, it's like, not it's that not much of a conspiracy. It's the, not exciting. No, no. Which it's, is, it's, it's, it's nearly similar to the, quote, public fact, but just for a different reason. Those in the public fact is it was a suicide, and this is pretty close to that. Yeah, but it would make it not that, a suicide. Was, yeah, true, and also the amount of in her is a huge amount, though. Like, they wouldn't have put that in, so it's still a suicide. Like, is, yeah. is the amount of drugs in her, like, fact, 100% fact? Yes, but... That does come up again in a bit, but okay. not in an accidental way. Oh, okay, but in this case... In this case. Um, she still in had this to case, take Yeah, the theory pills. is that she didn't actually realise that the combination of those pills were would have actually been lethal. Yeah, but so, taking 40 of anything is probably not smart, though. No. Probably a little suicidal in a, yeah. to take 40. Yeah, so I don't... So even in this case, I'm pretty ruling it out. Because, like, hey, yes, I'm not arguing the, the facts behind this, this one. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there is such a huge amount of X and Y drugs in her still seems suicidal. I agree. Cool. Okay. Zero out of ten. Back to murder. Yes. I mean, aww. So, um, another CIA theory. Yeah. So, this time, the CIA doesn't murder her for knowing knowing too much about aliens. So, So, this is number three or four? Three. Three of four. So they don't bump her off knowing too much about aliens. This time they bump her off for bumping uglies with not one, but two Kennedys. At the uh, same time? Mm, no. Um, and Prove when it. I say two Kennedys, I don't mean Sarah or Luke, but JFK. And, <laughs> They're friends of us. Yeah. And also his younger brother, Attorney no, if General. Two of you just also did a... Oh, no, there's too what? much of a time difference there. What no. are you going to say? Well, if they managed to have a little bit of a three-way of Marilyn Monroe... Well, they, they might have. I hope they'd brag about it to me, but in a necro way, I don't want to know. Are you talking, I don't know if you're talking about... A JFK and RFK? No, Sarah and Luke. Oh, <laughs> if they Sarah had... and Luke with the last name If Kennedy. they had a threesome with Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe... Monroe... It would probably have to be in a necro kind that, of way, so I don't That would be disgusting. Yeah. Guys, I really hope you didn't do that. That would be gross. Yeah, sort it out, guys. That's oh, great. Yeah. Goodness sake, Luke and Sarah. We're going to get them in a special. Should we do that next weekend? No, they've got the kids. Oh, never mind. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, either, either way, um, <laughs> they, they bumped her off because she was bumping uglies with both of the Kennedy brothers. Well, two of the, two of the three Kennedy brothers, I think. Um, so, her, her supposed affair with JFK is the more famous because he was more famous. But so, affair? Cause, yeah. Oh, because he was married. Well, both of them were married. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. To other people and each other. Yeah. 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 So JFK is the one that gets brought up more because he was the more famous of the two because he was the freaking president of the United States at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is more evidence of the seriousness of her, of her affair with the younger one, Robert. Colloquially known as Bobby. Bob. So if we, Bobby. we say Bobby, we're talking about Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah. But either way. The CIA, according to the theory, didn't want knowledge of this coming out and embarrassing the most powerful family in the US and also harming um, Bobby's political career 
or JFK's chance. Bob chunk. is political. So was yeah, because he was the attorney. Gen- he was the attorney general. Right. Okay. Yeah. At this point in time, he was the attorney general. Yeah. Um, and he was making sounds about um running for president after JFK had exhausted his terms. Mm-hmm. So um, oops, it easy. Just on the table. Yeah. So he they didn't want to hurt Bobby's political career, like his potentiality, but of becoming um the another president, and also JFK's chances of re-election. So at the time of her death, most accounts agree that Marilyn and JFK were no longer an item, but her and Bobby still very much were. Plus, there was a file open on her. You can read it on the FBI archives. I um, Archives. Archives. I looked into those quite a lot this week. Since her marriage to Arthur Miller, uh, because he was a Jewish communist. So in the archives, there wasn't much of interest there. It was basically about her comings and goings in relation to her hanging out with other communists um so yeah apart from that there wasn't much interesting I, I stuff in her file assume if you have anything to do with anyone of a slightly higher form of political sense though cia probably start tracking some stuff yeah and they like might every big event there's probably a coming and going list like and they this. might still have files that had not been released so public because these are just ones being released yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can actually read yourself yeah, yeah. okay on the but i don't think archives. that i don't think that says any form of suspicion to no, be no, in that, that circle no, yeah, yeah. the fact that she, the FBI are watching her because of her communist marriage. Well, even if she wasn't having affairs with them, just being in that circle kind of thing probably gets you on a little bit of, oh, we'll keep a track, keep hmm. tabs, yeah. Um, there were many friends of Marilyn's that claimed she kept a diary and she was noting down conversations that she had with, well, with everyone, but in this case, particularly the Kennedys. So a communist sympathiser who knew government secrets and was... Uh, boinking both the Kennedy brothers seems like a little bit too much of a risk factor. So the theory is that the CIA had bumped her off because she was a loose cannon. She was emotionally unstable, especially since um, Robert... When, so, sorry, when did, so when did she die in relation to JFK? Uh, just under two years before him. So before, he was right, in okay. 63. But oh, man, no, like, under two years. Yeah, she was in 62 and he was in 63. But if anything that the last... The previous three episodes taught you is at this time just people just died. They just di- everyone like, was just dying. Like everyone was dying. Like if you if you blink the wrong direction of someone who knew someone who was the cousin of someone to do of JFK, you did. Mm. Yeah, like it was happening a lot. Yeah, everyone was dying. Yeah, so There's... maybe maybe she's. I mean, like. Like I said, like the last three episodes, just like everyone died. So maybe there's a little bit of a connection. Well, some people think that Marilyn Monroe was one of the witnesses who was killed off in terms of JFK's murder, except prior to the event. Um, I tried to follow that up a little bit because there is a a theory that she found somehow found Mm. out about the the plan to kill him. So how long was he president for? Uh, 61, 63, so two years. And she was killed? In 61. Yeah, so he hadn't been present for that long. Right, okay. Or was it 60 and a 60 Hills point? Because it's two, every two years, I think it's even numbers. But, but she found, this, the theory yeah. is they, she found out about early plans to knock him off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but there's not one I went into because I thought it was a bit dumb. Yeah. But that, that, yeah. Is a, that is a relatively common theory that she found out about these and that was one of the reasons she was bumped off and bumped off without his knowledge, obviously, because then otherwise he'd know that he was about to get bumped off. Yeah. Um, so somehow she found out because she did have... Or to Tinfall Tavern it, unalived. Unalived. And because she did have mob connections, she she dated Frank Sinatra. Did she? Yeah. Whoa. And he was a big part of the mob. And she had I actually didn't know that about Frank, but I knew. I, yeah, I mean, I know. The, but, but the mob or Marilyn? No, the mob. But... Oh, yeah, totally. He was, uh, 
We're all famous for, for having mob connections. and. Right. Oh, sorry. I assume he had connections with everybody. Like, Yeah. So, but sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And possibly connections with Jimmy Hoffer and stuff. So, yeah, oh. you could you could make an argument that she had found out through her mob connections about the plan to off JFK because, I don't know, maybe she boinked someone and it was pillow talk and mm. she find out and they're like, oh, shit, we told Marilyn. Oh, maybe she just sitting on the knee or next to somebody oh, at the right like time kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, being in circles, you hear things. Yeah. But I didn't go into that one because there wasn't enough for me to back it up with. You know, yeah. you look into it and it's like, oh, You're there's just not just enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's yeah. all hearsay and I prefer ones that at least have some kind of backing to them. A bit of substance. Apart from the alien ones. <laughs> Well, let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> or, what? hey, that is plausible. No, I'm not arguing it. That's why yeah, it's, it's like it. just yeah. the, it's like the head, the head version no, of no, no, spontaneous no, no, no combustion. Spoilers, no spoilers for last week. If you didn't listen, you need to go back in. Last week? Week before? Yeah, it was last week. Episode two? Episode oh, no, three. yeah, we brought that into episode two. Yeah. yeah. But the cock was last week. His yeah, head just did yeah, that. Yeah, his just did yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the head just did that. Yeah. Spontaneous combustion, except very localized. Yeah. <laughs> to a president. Yeah. I mean, other people's heads might just do that. It's just they're not highly publicised. Maybe they yeah. You don't know that. Probably happens in war a lot. The yeah. stress of war causes heads to do that, yeah. That sounds plausible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on the Turn 4 Tavern, we'll discuss... No, no, carry on with this podcast, please. <laughs> so, Marilyn was emotionally unstable, um, especially since Robert... Kennedy had started distancing himself from her. So it was a bit of a recipe for disaster. She was emotionally unstable. She was on quite a few drugs because of her personal issues. No judgment at all. Not drugs, perpetuates. That's all, that's all drugs. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, just like paracetamol is a drug. Yeah, 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 true. But I was thought you meant, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, RFK had started, uh, yeah, RFK had started distancing himself JFK had pretty much already given her the flick off so she threatened a press conference as we discussed in the previous theory mm. but in this one it's not about aliens it's about the fact that she was going to come out with the fact and maybe some kind of proof that she was having an affair with not one but both of the Candy brothers one of whom was the president of the United States and the other one who was the attorney general and on the pathway to becoming the next president of the United States. Mm-hmm. So they're like, ooh, we need to take care of this. So the theory is that the CIA killed her because of that reason. So well, this ties in quite a bit, even just the last one, if you wanted. Yeah, well, they all seem to have quite a few common denominators mm. in these theories. It's just like the who sort of changes and the why kind of changes. But a lot of the stuff um, seems to have a similar sort of undertone, uh, which... So, like, I mean, to... To, to fake a suicide like this, I assume you could also just inject a high amount of the drugs that are probably quite easy to find out if you're CIA of what she's taking mm-hmm. to make it look like an OD. Yeah, and they did think that an injection could have been a, a way of, of killing of her. How. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, uh, and this is, is, is still actually a pretty good, uh, it's, a, it's, a well, it's still a well-known conspiracy. Mm. The people that conducted the autopsy, they said that they went over her entire body with a magnifying glass and couldn't see any injection sites. But we'll get on to that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, maybe in a couple of seconds. But because we, we are going to look at her autopsy now. Yeah. So one thing noted in her autopsy... So, and, so sorry, have we concluded the CIA bit or is this part... No, sort of. Um, we sort of... Oh, that's a little bit of the how for the last few. Yeah, it sort of verges into the autopsy because it seemed like a good place to 
get well, into the so autopsy bit. So just to quickly conclude the the Kennedy um, reasons, it's not bad. Like if you if you've ever seen, have you ever watched House of Cards? I oh, know we've talked about no, this before. No, no, I haven't. No, I've discussed it. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's House of Cards. I reckon if you watch the first couple of seasons, maybe it it <laughs> for a fictional series. It can very make you easily believe about political murder to help get your way. I mean, yeah, people and, like, like power. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm not saying that there's any relation there, but it can just open your mind a little bit to, oh, man, that's, it seems so easy. Well, so it makes it easy to understand in a scary way. So let's have a look at Marilyn's autopsy. One thing that was noted is that the stomach is completely empty and no residue at all of any pills are found. And this is taken straight from the autopsy report, which I actually went through the actual autopsy report, not like, you know, not like a rewrite or anything. The actual like autopsy Buzzfeed's report. Buzzfeed's yeah, version of the autopsy The actual report. autopsy yeah. report that's right, available yeah. for public record. Um, there's a, there, yeah, there was a whole lot of just like medical mumbo jumbo, but they did note that there was no residue of the pills and despite the amount that she had taken i found that a little bit odd so they did explain it um after the autopsy that she, because she was quite used to taking a lot of pills her digestive system was very used to the, well, digest, digesting them very quickly yeah but, but 40's uh, a lot I mean, 40, oh, sorry, the, yeah, 40, 40 minimum. And also the, the Nembutal had like a, a yellow a casing and there was no evidence of the yellow casing in her system or anything at all. Like there's no mush. Like even if she had digested most of it, you'd expect like a little bit of mush, but her stomach was completely empty. So you find this incredibly suspicious. I find it suspicious, but I do admit that I'm not a medical doctor right okay so okay. i don't know it enough. sounds suspicious it sounds a bit suspicious i don't know enough about the digestive system to know if this really is suspicious or if the fact that she was just just really good at taking pills well, or if that's like, enough like to... anything you eat takes like 24 48 hours or something to go oh, it through. depends on what you eat okay yeah and so pills i assume are quite quick but... well the pills are they are designed to be digested quickly yeah. um that's how like yeah, pain but, relief works. Like yeah, the, yeah, they get yeah. digested, and then the pain relief stuff is into your bloodstream, bloodstream, and makes the pain go away. So yeah, pills are designed to be digested quickly, but you would ex- expect with well, I feel with that amount, you would expect at least some residue or some of the casings to be left behind, even if it was just a small amount. Yeah, but nothing. But I appreciate the, your doubting yourself with regards to this. Yeah. 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 But yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing in the stomach at all. So, like I said, this was explained away by saying that um, as Marilyn was a habitual pill user, her, her digestive system was very good at digesting very quickly. Um, but some people would have expected that there would have been little bits of residue, at least from the the pill casings, and maybe a little bit of dye from the yellow pill casings. And the report then goes on to note that a smear was made from the gastric contents, so like the stomach juices, and examined under microscope, and no refractive crystals were evidenced. So that was the um, that we, what we'd expect from pill casings. So they couldn't find any evidence of the pills at all. So I find that odd, and people go on to... Well, some people go on to say that this is because that she di- just digested them very quickly. But the fact that in the stomach smear as well, like just like... The when, little bit when of was left- this autopsy done? 
Um, or her body was picked up and I th- by like 8 a.m. Oh, I know um, her time of death was recorded like 4 a.m. Oh, sorry, right. Yeah. And the autopsy would have been. Oh, no, time of death was like 8.30 to 10.30. Yeah, 8.30 to 10.30. 10 and yeah. at that point, like, so yeah. you, your stomach's still, still going to have acid, but the, the rest of your system's all shut down, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're not really going to be passing th- passing stuff through your digestive tract as per normal, like all the muscles aren't going to be working. Alive. Yeah. Um, so you'd ex- I think that with the, the smear bit is more suspect because you'd expect with the smear when that's just like sort of like the sludge that's left in the stomach, and they they even found no evidence of anything in the smear. And this is all in the actual autopsy report, um, the full autopsy report. Mm. not like a conspiracy thing just yeah. like the full autopsy report that anyone can read on on the internet so they looked at the the contents of the smear under the microscope and couldn't find any evidence of of the pill casings or anything like that so it, it then goes on to describe her, her, her colon and just we're going to go into her colon the rest of the autopsy is all pretty standard like her brain seems pretty fine um the rest of her organs seem fine i think they noted that she didn't have an appendix um they didn't notice any like unusual lesions or bruises or anything on on her so so most of her autopsy seems pretty standard uh then they obviously the stomach thing they were kind of expecting to find some pills didn't find any but apparently that's not overly suspicious i think it was um then it goes on to describe her colon which had marked congestion and also purple discoloration now why is that relevant at all because the theory goes that she didn't take any pills as in she wasn't committing suicide, but she was forcibly given an enema filled with drugs. Do you know what an enema is? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. Yeah, the other end. The other end. Yeah. So the fact that her colon was was like basically engorged and discoloured is supposedly um, evidence of the fact that she'd had an, an enema. But isn't the colon... Like, that's still part of the digestive tract, though. Yeah, but the way it gets... Digest, uh, well, absorbed is very different. So when things go through your stomach, mm. the way they're absorbed in your bloodstream is different from if they go the other, other way. The other way. Yeah, right. uh, it gets absorbed a lot quicker and with less complications. Like I, even, isn't the other way is a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and less complications. So but does I, it still make it up to the colon? Because the colon's buff. Four, so uh, well, no, oh, it depends on which way you're looking. So the col- the the colon well, it's is the, it's the biggest part of the large intestine. So it is before it gets to your yeah, your so, but you're saying like before if we're going up the other way though yeah, that's you, what I mean like when yeah, you say so if before, you go the other way how does it get to the colon unless it's soaking back I don't understand what you mean sorry the colon is so when you're coming through <laughs> the, the the opposite direction yep. which we're trying to keep this PG if you've got kids listening in the car kind of thing um, it the colon like you you, you, you go through the gate yeah. There is an area there. Yeah, like he censored that well enough. Um, there's an area there. I'm assuming for absorption, which I don't know what it's called. But the colon is part of your digestive digest. But that's lower than the intestines. No, it's 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 the largest part of the large intestine. The large intestine is a large large intestine, right? Yeah, the largest part. Uh, there's multiple parts to it, I believe. Yeah, there's like the large intestine, the small intestine. Yeah, but the colon, I believe, is actually the largest part of the large intestine. I, I mean, you're going to disagree with me, but I actually think we should pause here to check. Okay, let's let's check that. We're back in two seconds. Because I actually have no idea. 
I thought there were separate parts. I haven't put hit pause yet. You've got to pause talking before I can Google. No, you could go on Google search and I'll oh, walk to you. My evidence is based on a fact but I heard. You should still the... pause it. No, well, you didn't give me a chance. And I'm, I've got something I can say. No, so... you, know, you, you can just pause it. No, no, no. I'm gonna... let, let me talk. Stop trying to censor me. <laughs> so um, I'm, not, I'm purely basing this because I heard it on The Chase last night. So it's not like I'm. You watched The Chase? I've, I have seen The Chase. And... You said you watched it last night. Yeah, I have seen the chase. I wouldn't say I watch it though. once. More than once. So actually, sorry, checking into it, it goes the, the rectum and then the colon. So, so it, it, it is part of the large intestine, must be oh, correct. There's several colons though. Because there is a small intestine. Like I said the small intestine. Yeah. And the large intestine, but the large intestine doesn't include the colon, so you're correct in that. Also, the large intestine has three different colons. So, um, I think what the. All, uh, the people that are talking about the autopsy are referring to is the fact that the colon is lower down than other parts of the large intestine. So there are, there are different parts to it, and the colon is lower down. Well, there's three parts to it. It's yeah. the start and the end. Yeah, yeah. So um, what they're saying well, is the, 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 the colon end, yeah. was enlarged, so they wouldn't expect... If if she had have had an enema, mm. they weren't expecting it to actually go up as far as the stomach, it would have been absorbed via the, the intestines, right. uh, yeah. which is a very good way of absorbing things. Like, even mm. I know, because um, I have my appendix out. Right. And I was like, where's this going? Where's been, this going? I've been alien um, yeah. And, and um, I was allowed nil by mouth for a certain period of time. And after the, yeah, after the operation, they said You're that... You're allowed nil by mouth? Yeah, nil by mouth uh, beforehand, because uh, you're going under general. So... So does that mean don't eat or drink anything? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, so yeah. afterwards I was real thirsty and then afterwards they were um, they had to give me, after I'd woken up and stuff, there's like a few hours after the operation. And you're still not allowed to eat and drink. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they were going to allow me, if I felt up to it, Yeah. they were going to allow me to swallow a little bit of water to take um, pain relief. Yeah. But if I wasn't able to do that, they were going to, or they told me I had the option of... Giving it to you the other way. Up the other way because yeah. it absorbs quicker and you don't have to it doesn't have to go through the stomach and stuff i opted to go through the water swallowing way (laughs) obviously um but yeah i do remember that there is a yeah going up through the butthole is is a genuine way of administering drugs uh drugs because it does it does absorb quite quickly into the large intestine and therefore the whole bloodstream Right, and so, so sorry, to tie all this back, what was the fact you were bringing up? Um, the the colon was enlarged and had discoloration, and they were uncertain as to why that would have been. Okay. Um, however, an, an enema might have had that happen because, well, an enema, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah basically, so, but, you're but squishing all it. All our research, in fact, behind this little bit, which I don't know, it's probably only two minutes of podcast, but it's been five minutes of our time, um, is a bit vague still. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, the, the, fact, the fact that her colon was enlarged and discolored is in the autopsy report. Yeah, we're, yeah, just, yeah. we're just hypothesizing and as to why, why this would yeah. be. And yeah. this, this would be um, a, a cause if she had have had an enema as opposed to have swallowed the pills. Right. Yeah. yeah. And also that... Because I, I like the there's no sign of pills in her stomach. Yeah, and that would explain, nice that explain why there wasn't any in the, yeah. in the stomach because it had been done the other way and didn't actually have anything to do with the, the stomach at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the colon, bit dodgy. So the theory goes that um, she didn't take any pills and was forcibly given the enema filled with drugs and that would explain why they couldn't find any in her stomach. And it would also explain other little... Just other little random weird bits, like um, when they found her, there was, there was no evidence of any vomit 
which you'd expect with, a, with an oral overdose. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, her body was actually low, uh, laid quite flat uh, and quite just um, like in a super, uh, stomach down, but in like a Superman position, like it's quite straight. Um, right. Whereas okay. a, a lot of people, um, you'd even say most people who have taken an overdose, they end up in like a, a fetal position or like crunch because it's very painful for your stomach so you'd expect to find a lot of um you'd expect to find vomit and you'd also expect the body to be a bit contorted because um when your stomach is like cramping and stuff you just automatically sort of crunch up yeah crunch up into that sort of like fetal position and she was just laid out straight flat on her stomach um her legs like straight out you can actually see photos and i've seen the photos of of, uh where they found found the scene um she is just like like laid properly straight out her legs are straight she's like just fully on her stomach and she's just very straight so obviously when i saw these hands down her hands like uh one hand is like by his side and the other hand is on her phone okay yeah so yeah you might look at these and not think anything of it but in the in the context um and it's like yeah when you think about After it own research you find that weird if if your stomach is like if you take an overdose because even if you're just like drunken too much or you've got period cramps you do end up like doing that like when i've got period cramps you end up like curling up around yourself you imagine like taking a massive overdose so it's causing like massive internal damage mm, okay I'm, I'm i'm unsure but yeah i mean yeah. that's just an- yeah that's anecdotal yeah yeah um so we'll move on to the testimony of a one john minor so he was an la county deputy district attorney who was present at Marilyn's autopsy so he believed that she was killed via uh, the the enema as we just discussed um because or basically entirely because of the reasons we just went over because it seemed more plausible in terms of her autopsy results that it was administered via the other way yeah, yeah no yeah. I'm, I'm 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 getting on that bandwagon yeah, yeah. and yeah he thought that the because he was there with at the actual autopsy and he thought it was very suspect that there was there was no drug evidence in his stomach but her colon was discolored and engorged um and he also claimed that dr greenson her psych had let him listen to multiple tape recordings of some of her last sessions and that she was actually Definitely not suicidal at all. Um, so have these recordings ever become public? No, they haven't. No, no. they haven't. Yeah, so Which is good. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So so apparently he let him listen because he was a medical professional as well. Okay. And he ended up letting him listen. They never came to light. Uh, so we don't know if they're true or not. I wonder if they still exist. Ooh, who knows? That'd be cool. But there's yeah. there's no way of verifying whether they exist or not, whether mm. they did exist. Um, but yeah, apparently... She wasn't suicidal. And this is also backed up by her, um, her friends and stuff that she'd been hanging out with and speaking to in the last days of her life. Like she'd, she had had that sort of raw off period where she'd been dumped by the Kennedys and she'd been let go from the last picture that she made. But then also she was making all these plans for the future and she was um, opening up the second of her attempts of doing it. Because she, a few years before she died, she actually opened up her own production company mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe Productions because she was sick of being typecast as the dumb blonde because her actual talents went way beyond that she was yeah yeah but, I was, but like when I think about it a lot more recent celebrity deaths that I know of mm-hmm. and uh, not that I've done a huge amount of research on them either though but I don't think anyone around them was 
uh, so I think everyone around them was quite shocked and surprised. And I'm saying Heath Ledger, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell kind of thing. Like, I think they were all quite surprised and like knew that they were struggling with some stuff, um, but still, I don't know. I don't, it seems like your closest friends aren't always more, oh, sorry, are the most shocked or surprised when something like this happens in a celebrity sense or maybe in real life. I think in every sense, I think um, in terms of suicide, most people who are really depressed actually do a very good job of hiding it. Mm. And that's the one of the saddest things about it. Yeah. So. Talk to your mates, please, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Or anyone. Yeah. Even just the, the numbers, the free numbers that you can call. You know, talk to anyone. No one's going to judge you for it. Um, talk to me. Yeah, talk to Busby. You can contact him via the Tin 4 Tavern. Yeah, sure. I'll yeah. have a chat. Yeah. Both of us will have a chat. Yeah, cool. He's probably better than I am, but I'm still listening, yeah. No, I mean, you're my ear, so you do a good job, babe, I promise. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, yeah, please, if you're having these thoughts, please get in contact with someone, even if it's just these two weirdos that are just sitting here drinking champagne cocktails whilst we talk about Marilyn Monroe. Like, there's there's always people around, and it's always really sad. Um, I talk to strangers every day. Very comfortable with it. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, I don't know how many funerals or suicide victims you've been to, but... I know a Kennedy who's just got in... It starts tomorrow, I think, with victim support. Fantastic. Yeah, I was a reference for her today. Nice, Sarah. Yeah, so, well done. Yeah, yeah, so I know someone who's just about to start training in it, but still. Yeah. Anyway, carry on, carry on. Well, I just want to, to add that last bit. I was just saying about the, the suicide funerals and every single one I've been to, which is unfortunately a lot more than I'd have liked... They're really, really sad occasions. Mm. Like really sad, and you can't. It doesn't. It doesn't fix the problem. It just passes on to everybody else. You, uh, no, you don't want to put that sort of pressure on someone, but you can't underestimate. Oh, it's a little bit. Please don't do it. <laughs> oh, no, don't do it. <laughs> but also, uh, people who are in the throne from wine aren't thinking like that. But yeah, please don't yeah. think that you'd be things would be better without you, or you'd not be missed because it's just patiently untrue. Like uh, all the people that I know who have. We, we all miss you every single day and wish that something else had happened and that you hadn't. Like, there's no... Well, I don't also know. also could be chemical. Like, just, yeah, that, just, that's just, what like, I mean. Just say, justify. It might not be you. There might be something that's gone on inside you that is causing you to feel this way and it is not you. And there could just be a real simple solution and all you have to do is ask. Or a difficult solution which we can reach to together. It and, could be complicated. And, and the, but the, I guess the point is there could be a solution. And Always it's, a and solution. And it's not your choice it's not what you've done it's literally just a bit of a bad card and there can be a fix yeah not a bad sidetrack on this case i like the subject well, yeah it's not a nice subject but it's I not a nice subject but it's a very it. essential subject and yeah. we should be more open about talking about it yeah especially in new zealand yeah so yeah marilyn monroe people were claiming that she was not suicidal and like thomas said just because she was cheerful doesn't mean that she wasn't actually thinking about it but this is just one of the things that some people think makes it unlikely that she was planning a suicide and planning suicide is different from randomly doing one because you can just have that you can just feel down and do it quickly you know um so yeah she was she was making these career plans and she was possibly getting back together with joe dimaggio and the baseball player. The baseball, thank you. And these, these tapes haven't actually be heard, been heard by anyone else. 
Um, but we also have um, a one Sergeant Jack Clemens to, to look at. So he was one of the officers who was first on the scene, uh, who, was, who was called to her crime, or the scene of her death. So among other strange things that he noted, such as evasiveness of, because uh, at this point in time when he arrived, the, the two doctors, Dr. Um, or her psych and her physician were there, as well as Eunice Murray, the housekeeper. So he noted that they were quite evasive, especially Eunice Murray. And he also found it very strange that when he went looking for Eunice to take a statement, she was doing laundry. And this is like at 4.30 in the morning. Um, so some people think the fact that she was doing laundry at this time in the morning when her employer was laying dead and everyone was like, freaking out and she was just like doing laundry uh some people think this is evidence to the fact that she was covering up the enema because when you do an enema stuff comes back out right so is that, is that every time oh yeah it yeah. is i, I, I mean, I mean it has, I to, has to come like, out so doing laundry at four or three thirty, whatever the, like that that i think is weird that is very suspect that is suspect yeah uh, i mean also shock can do horrendous things people so also to sort of jump back to a previous fact when she was say if we believe the very first pre-conspiracy f- facts quotation mark she was asked to keep an eye on him at her and maybe she was just having trouble sleeping and like and kind of been a little bit concerned about stuff that was going on and oh she was doing laundry though oh she was doing laundry after they all realized that she was dead and this was when the police were there she was doing laundry and the police were there after she'd been found dead. So she wasn't like doing laundry when no one knew what was happening. Just was, she was doing laundry once Marilyn's body had been discovered and the police had been called and the police are like around and stuff. And then the police goes to find a statement and she's just doing laundry. But like I said, like okay. shock can be a thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. she might have been cool. like, oh, cool. I've got to do laundry in the morning. I'm here. I can't sleep awake. now. Now yeah. I might as well do it. Because she's in shock. You, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. But make... also, but so okay. So I like the arguments for both cases. There, I feel like we've like we've yeah. nicely like shock or cover up. Shock yeah. or cover up. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah, she might have had enema fluids on sheets, which made it necessary to wash the sheets quickly before anyone saw them. Um, so other other strange things that um, Jack Clemens saw, she was obviously doing the, the washing. Um, he also thought it was strange that there was no glass or cups or bottles of any description in Marilyn's room when they when they went through it for evidence. So they went, so she would have been having all these pills dry. Dry, yeah. And her room was, her door was locked, if you remember, because they, they had to break through the window to get to her. So no. her, her room was locked and there's nothing in there that had li- liquid in or yeah, any kind of... from the inside, so she could have oh, yeah, she taken could, the glass she out, could come have, and lock the door. Yeah. But that, when you're like... Yeah, I find that unlikely, but yeah. yeah. It seems unlikely. So he mm. thought that was... A little bit odd. Mm. Um, and also, there was, or maybe the cleaning lady picked it up. Oh, no, she was locked in there, so she couldn't have. So it would but have been right. Yeah, no, sorry. Yep. yep. And also, as we mentioned, there was no vomit. Evi- there's no evidence of any vomit, which usually goes with a pill overdose. And also, yep. he did think it was strange that she was laying, laying prone, like we discussed. He'd he would have expected her to be in that fetal position. And sorry, who's this gentleman again? This was uh, John Clemmers, who was one of the first officers on the scene. Right. Which uh, gets us on to the last, but also the most involved conspiracy. So, th- so that concludes. Who's our main? Oh no, that was just a bit of just evidence. a bit of evidence. 
weird evidence. They kind um, of tie into a few of the previous yeah, ones. Kind of yeah, kind of like CIA stuff. Or alien probing ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that leads us on to our last conspiracy that I feel is probably the most bestest conspiracy. <laughs> oh, jeez. What, what a pitch. Yeah. <laughs> the most bestest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that is Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. So JFK's yeah, younger yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. He did it or he was very much involved with it. Mm-hmm. So Fred Otash or Otash, I'm going to assume Otash, Fred Otash, he was a police officer and private investigator. And he claimed to have wiretapped Marilyn's phones on the orders of Marilyn herself at first um, because she wanted to record her own phone calls. Um, but before this, he actually had wiretapped uh, Peter Lawford's home. We'll get into Peter Lawford in a bit. You don't have to remember his name right now. Later on, you will. Um, bef- when he first started uh, monitoring her and JFK's affair because he was employed by people that wanted to get dirt on JFK. Mm. But then she directly ended up getting in contact with himself, according to him. So again, this is not substantiated. That she wanted the ability to record her phone calls. So he helped her tap her own house, or he did tap her own house for her. So a friend's daughter, Colleen, she apparently found boxes of his notes after Fred had died. So this all came out like long after Fred's death. So she found boxes of his notes. And Fred's the tapper. Yeah, Fred Fred Otash, or Otash is the tapper. Yeah. Uh, she found boxes of notes after he died. And in the notes or slash transcripts, uh, because apparently he was noting down conversations that he heard. Now, he was actually a famous wiretapper. Mm. Uh, that's not that's not up for debate. Um, whether he actually wiretapped Marilyn's house or heard the stuff that he claimed to have heard, that is. So we don't know for mm. one way or another. So Fred claimed to, in these notes that Colleen found, he claimed to have recorded, among lots of other stuff, an argument between um, Bobby Kennedy and Marilyn on the day of her death, where she was very upset, and she was uh, basically yelling and accusing him that she'd been passed around like a piece of meat between himself and uh, John F. Kennedy and other people, and she was screaming and stuff. So um, they, they being Bobby and Peter Lawford, again, more Lawford, in a little bit we're trying to quieten her down and then it gets a little bit muffled she asked for her own phones to be tapped. yep she yep. wanted her phones to be recorded her phone conversations to be recorded is that a fact no it's not this is okay. based on his testimony oh okay right yeah so he says that um sorry for the coughing that is the goblin that is hiding under our desk <laughs> hiding under the table yeah um so at, at first she, it was her that wanted her own friends we tapped and then his testimony sort of changed a lot over the years and he was like oh yeah it was her originally but then he was like double crossing her and stuff but no one actually knows so um he was double crossing her yeah and then uh, he was saying that originally it was her that wanted her phones to be recorded and then he ended up listening to recordings on the um (laughs) go ahead of the the mafia and stuff but no one actually knows Yeah. yeah So she wanted to uh, record her own phone calls. <laughs> and Fred's own daughter, Colleen, apparently uh, found boxes of his notes after Fred had died. Um, and in the notes, all the transcripts, because apparently he was uh, writing down all the, the chat logs and stuff of what she was, uh, Marilyn was saying with all the people that she was on the phone to. Fred claimed to have recorded an argument between Bobby and Marilyn on the day of her death where she was upset at being passed around like a piece of meat and she was screaming 
and they, as in Bobby and Peter Lawford, more on Peter Lawford in a bit, uh, were trying to quiet her down. And so she, they're having this argument, she's screaming, they're trying to quiet her down. And then after that, it gets a little bit muffled, and Fred theorises that a pillow was used to quiet her down, uh, just based on the sounds. During a phone call. Yeah, so this is a, a wiretapped recording that he was listening to. So he was basically listening... Uh, oh, no, because he was... He'd wiretapped her phones. He'd also claimed that he'd wiretapped her rooms as well, like bugged her rooms. So he was listening to like, like a live recording of oh, this happening. Oh, so this yeah. wasn't a phone call. This no. was a recording from her. So he, yeah. he was saying that uh, from what he thought it sounded like, they'd put like a pillow over her face, but she wasn't dead. She like ended up quieting down. And at some point she'd relaxed and uh, Kennedy and Peter Lawford left. So soon after, uh, as soon as I Sorry, left. Sorry, did you censor that a little bit because there's a goblin under the table, or was that what you meant to say? No, that's what I meant to say. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So after that, um, it wasn't until the next day that Fred finds out, and this is again according to Fred's own testimony, so we don't know if this is true or not. Fred finds out that Marilyn was actually dead the next day. He didn't realize that she died that night. And he claims that Peter Lawford called him up to remove any incriminating evidence from Marilyn's house. Um, but Fred doesn't actually say if he did that or if he did do that, what he found or what he removed. So if he did actually go over it, no one actually knows. And if he did remove anything, no one knows what it was. Okay. So, so a little vague. Very vague because it just goes on his own personal testimony. Yep. So another claim of wiretapping involves a Bernard Spindle, who was a known wiretapper, um, and he worked with the mob and he was... He had uh, been jailed for wiretapping and stuff. So apparently he and his associates listened to an argument between Marilyn and Bobby on this same night, whereas uh, the same night that Fred claimed to have heard this argument, where um, he, as in Bobby Kennedy, he's yelling, where is it? Where the fuck is it? Um, and <laughs> so I just realized the goblin on the table. Um, and then... He he leaves. He slams the door and he, he he slams the door and he leaves. And then later on, he returns with Peter Lawford. Um, so some people theorise that when he's saying where the f is it, they're actually referring to the the diary that Marilyn kept, but not actually knows for certain. So apparently, they turn back up to her house, uh, Bobby and Peter. And, and sorry, you still haven't clarified who Peter is here, eh? Peter Lawford. Uh, yeah, yeah, I haven't really. He's a he's a. He's a friend of Marilyn's. Yeah. And he is also the uh, brother. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. He's also the brother in law of. Or oh, both of Kennedy's. The, he was married to their sister, Pat. So he's right. a friend okay. of yeah. all of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he leaves and then he comes. Stop focusing on the toy the goblin just given you and focus on Sorry. the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then they come back and they're telling her, we have to know. Uh, this is a, sorry, this is a quote, apparently, according to the White Hatter. We have to know it's important to the family. We can make any arrangements you want, but we have to know. And apparently this is um, Bobby Kennedy's voice speaking. And at this point in time, Monroe is screaming at them to get out of her house and just yelling and it's all quite hectic. And then there were some muffled bumping sounds before the uh, and then some bit of silence and ca- weird calming noises before the men leave and remember this is uh, these two different wine tips are apparently from if they're true they're apparently from people f- um who are not wiretapping in conjunction with each other like two separate wine tips and those both seem to 
overlap in a way like they mm. they talk yeah, about yeah. the argument and they also talk about like the the muffling and stuff yeah um so so then they but, leave but i assume if there was a um some form of just because the goblin on the table and do a quotation marks mm. muffling that there would be evidence of that on her body yeah and there wasn't much so unless it's just like um delicate muffling mm. and then they did the enema like right. yeah okay. yeah the, the autopsy doesn't suggest that there is any kind of uh violence going on right so okay. ex-senior fbi agent jim doyle he later told an investigator that agents went to her house the night of and he says i was there there were some bureau people there that wouldn't normally have been there they came on the scene immediately before anyone even realized what had happened it must have been from someone high up Higher up than Edgar Hoover, the general, uh, sorry, higher than Edgar Hoover, possibly the general or the president, end quote. Apparently, though, Bobby was in Northern California at this point. So, as in, not in LA. However, witnesses, including Peter Lawford's own mother and also neighbours of Peter's, said that Kennedy's helicopter arrived at Peter's beach house in LA that day and also a flight log shows that there was a midnight log of a flight pickup at the Santa Monica beach just outside Peter Lawford's house so there is quite strong evidence that Bobby Kennedy was actually had actually taken a helicopter flight to the area at this point in time so um on to peter lawford i said before that we get on to him now he was a friend of Marilyn's, and he was also brother-in-law to the kennedys because uh he was married to their sister pat so he was brother-in-law to both bobby and uh john f kennedy and also the other Did he get a go? one edward no, no i don't think so he was just her friend oh. so he spoke to her Marilyn, the night she died um this is common knowledge i mean it's not verifiable but it is common knowledge like if you go into wikipedia and stuff and all the common knowledge about the last night of her life most of them all mention about peter lawford's last phone call with her so it's like a run-of-the-mill theory that he did actually have a conversation with her the night that she died Mm -hmm. and he said that she said when he called her he um she said to that she told him Saying goodbye to Pat, that um, that is Peter Lawford's wife, uh, and also the sister of Bobby and John F. Kennedy. Say goodbye to Jack, which is John F. Kennedy's nickname. Say goodbye to yourself because you're a nice guy. And that's it, end of the quote. He said that she sounded quite sleepy on this call. Uh, and afterwards, he tried to get in contact with people, but he wasn't able to, and the, the line was dead. So that was the end of the call. However, an ex-LAPD officer called Mike Rothmiller, he has an interesting story to tell. Rothmiller served in the Organised Crime Intelligence Division. During this time, he also worked in the department's information centre known as Fort Davis. So he found files. He admits that at first he was just being nosy looking up famous names, um, including hundreds about Marilyn Monroe and also the Kennedys that all interlinked to each other. So he claims to have seen um, notes from her diary itself, which, according to all other sources, had never been found. Disappeared. Yep. yep. And also he claimed to have found notes of evidence of an abortion and 
also notes about her affairs just with the Kennedys in general. So Rothmiller started to get a little bit suspicious that the whole Marilyn Monroe death scenario was not quite accurate. Mm. He ended up bumping into Lawf- uh, Peter Lawford at the Playboy Mansion. Now at this point, Peter Lawford was working there because he divorced from he divorced from Pat Kennedy, um, and he ended up just getting into drugs and alcohol, and Being he ended up. It will no, not even a cause that he ended up like, sort of, like broken, alone, and on drugs and alcohol. So he bumped into Lawford at the Playboy Mansion, and at the point, this point in time, Peter Lawford was apparently just like uh, watching security tapes and didn't know much of anything. And he just um, he put in his pocket like a a little card to call him, and Peter Lawford did so, and he was really worried at the time that um, that he was had oh what's that word like um wires on him and stuff that he was listening to him that he was bugged yep yeah. um and he insisted that he wasn't and he said can we meet and peter peter lawford eventually agreed to meet so they 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 met up and initially lawford was just retelling him the story the the accepted story of events that his last phone call with marilyn was the phone call where she was saying um you know goodbye to yourself goodbye to pat goodbye to jack blah 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 um but rothmiller decided to call his bluff and he said that the lapd member that's who rothmiller worked for had actually bugged his home this wasn't true he was bluffing so lawford ended up confessing after he said this he was just like shocked and he ended up confessing to some well yeah quite awful things so he ended up telling Rothmiller that the day Marilyn died he picked up Bobby from the airport who flew in um, a private airport that is a private airfield he flew in and they went over to Marilyn's together now this if you remember this actually coincides with two different uh, wiretapping testimonies mm-hmm. And he said that they both went to Rowlands and Kennedy ordered her to hand over her diary and it quickly became quite heated. Kennedy was searching the house for the diary whilst Lawford was sitting on a sofa with Marilyn trying to calm her down because um, he actually Lawford doesn't actually know what's going on at the moment. He's just completely out of his depth. So he's trying to calm Marilyn down. Kennedy is just like going mental in the house, like upending things, trying to find the diary apparently. Um, so Lawford was trying to calm Marilyn down, but she was just intermittently sort of calm and then getting angry and screaming. Sorry, quickly, does the, the, the cleaning lady, did she live with Marilyn? The housekeeper, yeah, she yeah. lives with Right. Yeah. Um, and Lawford was worried about the neighbours and stuff. Kennedy eventually gives Lawford, according to Lawford's own account, he gives him a glass of water and he tells him to give it to Marilyn. Um, and Lawford assumes that it contains a sedative. So he's like, okay, yeah, that seems plausible. That seems good. So he he insists that Marilyn drinks this and she does. And then soon after that, she falls asleep on the sofa. So Kennedy, during this time, he's still ransacking the house trying to find the diary. So Marilyn falls asleep on the sofa, but soon after that, it becomes apparent that she's not breathing. So Lawford is entirely panicked because he just assumes that it's a sedative. He doesn't assume, think that anything bad is going on. So, and he's panicking, and he goes to he says to Kennedy, 
What do we do? She's not breathing. Kennedy says, leave her. And he hustles Lawford to the door. And then at the door, they meet two men. And Lawford at this point in time thinks that everything is over for them and it's people on Maryland's side. But Kennedy just, um, as in Robert Kennedy, he just nods to them and carries on towards the car. So him and Kennedy leave and these two other plainclothes policemen or FBI agents, they enter the house as Kenji and Lawford are leaving um, so that uh, Lawford can drive Bobby to the airport. So the next bit in this is actually corroborated by a detective, Lynn Franklin, who claimed to have pulled over a speeding piece Lawford and saw Kenji in the back. So I did actually Google this person, um, Lynn Crawford, and he is the most decorated officer in Beverly Hills Police history to this day. So he's a real person and he's written a couple of books and he's got all these medals and stuff for policing. Right. And he reckons that he pulled over Peter Lawford driving Candy to the airport and he said that he shined his light in the back and it was Candy in the back. So, sorry, just to jump um, back a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, no, I should sorry. I don't know. I guess I don't have any questions. Actually, so that that I guess, but it's just all his word. Yeah, yeah. it is. Until whatever you're about to say. Mm, no, that's that's kind of it. Like uh, the the detective did back this up. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Sorry, is there a chance that she could have um, uh, been? He? No, she, Marilyn. Oh, sorry. I thought you were yeah. talking about Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Could have taken drunken something. Ah, oh, but there's nothing in his stomach. And they already know that the this, this, the two two different doctors have accidentally... Like, that's a fact, isn't it? No, that's not a fact. Um, that was, no, no, it's kind of a fact. It, no, it's the fact that they both prescribed her these things. Yeah. It's just we don't know if she actually took them or not. Yeah, okay. And then maybe whatever she drinks. Right, no, oh, good. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Uh, yeah, so this detective, he's a real person. He was very highly decorated. Yep. And he yep. goes on to... Yeah, obviously, being the most highly decorated sergeant ever in the Beverly Hills police history. He's got a long history with them, and he wrote a couple of books, and in one of these books, he actually details the bit about putting over Lawford and, and Bobby. Um, but, yeah, that's just a tiny little bit of it. Mm. So, Ross Miller only ended up coming forward with this once Lawford had died and once Rothmiller himself had retired uh, because he was a worried about Lawford's uh well, just worried about he'd be hounded so and just quickly catch me up Lawford is the Lawford, uh, Peter Lawford and Rothmiller himself is the the ex-cop that's writing about this and the one that tricked Lawford into giving him the testimony yep. Yep. by yep. saying that his house had been actually been bugged so Rothmiller himself was the ex-cop Mm. and he, he sort of like bluffed out of Lawford and he apparently sat on this for a couple of decades until after Lawford had died and after himself, Rothmiller, had retired because he was worried what would come back on him professionally and also he didn't actually quite like Lawford and he didn't want to embarrass him because he actually felt he actually felt that Lawford was being very genuine in his remorse um, and Lawford himself, he actually despite the fact that he was a famous in his own right he was a famous actor at the time and he was also married to Kennedy he ended up well, divorcing Pat and he died an alcoholic 
Uh, he had a heart attack after suffering for years from liver and kidney failure and possibly also broke. He was interred at uh, not too far away from where Marilyn was interred, but they actually ended up digging up his remains or he was, um, what's the word when they? Corpse? No, no, when they burn you. The ashes. ashes. Yeah, they ended up interring his ashes later because they couldn't pay the bill. So he kind of ended up. Oh, right. And so, sorry, who, who was that? That was Peter Lawford. Right. So he okay. was famous in his own right, rich in his own right. Yeah. Uh, married to a candy. But at the end, he ended up just like a. Crashing. Just crashing. Right. Broke. Um, abusing all the substances. And so what kind of state was he in when he gave this confession? Uh, that was a few years before his death. So he was, but during this crashed state. I mean, who knows? He died when he was only 61. So who knows how quickly it happened. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was, I mean, that was odd to me. Yeah. No, it's, they all actually tie, I mean, aside from the alien ones, um, they all tie in pretty good. It's... It is very, very suspicious now that you mentioned it all. Like the, the nothing in the stomach, but it looked like a drug overdose. The, the enlarged colon, the, the evidence in other directions kind of thing as far as just around the Kennedys. It's... I, I'm not actually convinced there is a massive conspiracy behind this. Um, my closing thoughts are mainly that I am uncertain as to whether or not she was bumped off or whether she was allowed to commit suicide like a lot of people say that she was they knew she, she was committing suicide and they just like let her get on with it because it would be easier for them so if you were going to give it a score out of 10 10 being absolute one being not a chance oh maybe a five like I'm oh okay yeah i'm like super halfway yeah yeah i was thinking maybe four-ish so, yeah 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 okay if, you, if you're more than me that's probably pretty well, yeah, I don't... Yeah. When I say five... Um, like it's a little bit more undecided. It's oh, little, it's, yeah. it's not so... The five isn't like... A five is to Jules definitely murdered. Mm. It's like maybe they knew something about it and they covered it up. Because there's also all this five, dodgy... The five is still suspicious. Yeah. yeah, it's very suspicious. And there's all this dodgy stuff that I didn't know I'm going to with the, um, the ambulance because apparently an ambulance was called and the ambulance company director later on like many years later actually confirmed that yes an ambulance had been called to a house but at that point she was already a corpse and stuff so they couldn't legally take her mm. um but other the other ambulance drivers who were employed with this company said oh no she was actually breathing at the time and this was like corroborated by two of the ambulance drivers um but they ended up taking her body back to her house at the behest of um dr greenson and stuff that all that all that stuff it sounds real suspicious mm. but i just couldn't find much to corroborate it so i didn't enough facts to really it, right? include yeah. it because it, it was very hearsay but yeah. in terms of marilyn monroe my my main closing thoughts are that she was actually a lot more intelligent than people give her credit for because she was she was very beautiful and people know her as a sex symbol and what I don't like... And, and which I can definitely picture a lot of people just assuming that does not coincide with intelligence. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And she definitely used misogyny to her own gain. Mm -hmm. Like, good on her, because she had no other choice. Mm. Yep. What I don't like about the whole story is the way her body was commoditized throughout her life. 
that she was aware of, so neither here nor there, she used it to her advantage. But afterwards, even the the person that owned the funeral home that took in her body made comments about well, her body, saying oh, it was obvious that she hadn't shaved her legs for about a week and her manicure was rough and she had like root regrowth in her hair. And there's also unsubstantiated reports, which I can't, there's, there's rumours about it, I can't actually find out if they're true or not, that people had molested her corpse after her death. Oh, whoa. Um, and then also her burial, um, Hugh Hefner, as you'll know from Playboy fame. Yeah, 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 sorry. Is this about to go darker? No, not really. Okay. Not darker than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, he bought the the plot next to her because he wanted to spend his eternity next to her. He never actually met her in real life. Mm. And also the dude that is buried, because um, the, the type of crypt that she's buried in, it's like a, oh, what do you call it? Um, you got like the layer of dead people and then the next layer of dead people over top. It's just like a like, like a, a graveyard. Yeah, it's exactly crypt. I was just trying to figure out a way of describing that. If you don't know what a crypt is, stacked. But, yeah, but I guess most people know what a crypt stacked is. room. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. So most yeah, a crypt. Um. And then there's a dude who decided that his last wish was to be buried face down over top of Marilyn's crypt. So it was like he was fucking her for the rest of eternity okay so this is dark right yeah <laughs> oh it's, yeah his dead body on top of her dead body yeah, 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 yeah. Cri- but, but, but like, i guess so your point is it was still she was treated for her body not for who she was her entire life like yeah, from yeah. from a child she was molested mm. and then to get into acting she had to like do stuff with directors which is still happening to this day as we know yeah. with the weinstein stuff you know in the me too movement they're still happening to this day and then, even in death, the autopsy, uh, well, it's not the autopsy, the, the guy that was directing the funeral made comments about how she'd let herself go because she hadn't shaved her legs in a week and she had some regrowth in her hair. And they made comments about the fact that her breasts didn't look as good as they used to. She was 36 when she died, and they were commenting about the fact that her, her breasts didn't look as good as they did in their 20s. And then, like, Hugh Hefner wanting to sleep next to her in eternity. He didn't even know her. And then this other dude, and his this other dude who wanted to be on top of Marilyn face down, so he was on top of her forever, his request was granted. That's just gross to me. Yeah. Like, just so inappropriate. That was, did you find it pretty hard researching this topic? I did, because she has so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. And it's awful to me. And that's why I ended up calling the um, the cocktail the Norma Jean, not the Marilyn Monroe, the bombshell, because she didn't want to just be known as, like, the sex symbol. She wanted to... I mean, she had so much more going for her. Yeah, yeah, she was beautiful. She was also really interested in politics, and she was a voracious reader, and she was also working on a cookbook to release, but she died before that happened. I, I, I very much like what you're saying. You know, and I, I, I think that's an awesome thing to say. You know, but I guess if, her, like, if all you heard about was her personal life, like the jumping from marriage to marriage, the and maybe like was the affair public, the JFK affair? Not at the time. Not at the time, but I guess the marriages would have been. But like some of them were pretty quick, like one year, like two years later to a second marriage and stuff, and being beautiful, and and maybe her hammering it up because you got to deal with the cards life's given you a little bit. Um, I could see why the world would think that, but. 
treatment after the case, like after life, that's just, I find that quite disgusting. Just let her be. Yeah, yeah. She was so much more than just, I mean, yeah, she was beautiful. Mm. She was so much more than just being beautiful to look at. She was, all the people that knew her personally also did the same thing, and they said that she was actually sweet and shy and intelligent and em- so empathetic. And it sucks that she's just reduced to like this, or everyone, an object. Really, Whenever you read an article about her, they always say, like, the sex symbol of the 60s and stuff. And, like, she was so much more than that. She wrote yeah. a really good recipe for stuffing. <laughs> did, you, did you read it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> nice. I'm going, to, I'm going to try and recreate it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so, sorry, to jump back, though, five out of ten? I actually don't think that there is a conspiracy to this. Um if there is a conspiracy, I think that her death was covered up. Um, as in, she committed suicide and they tried to get Bobby out. He like, came to see her and they tried to get Bobby out so he wasn't implicated. I don't think she was actually murdered. So you think it was still self-inflicted suicide? For who, who knows why? And there is suspicion around it, but not to do with her death. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that she definitely killed herself, mm. but I'm not saying that she was murdered. I'm not sure what the difference is there. Um, I don't necessarily think she decided to kill herself, but she you might have to ac- repeat what you just said. <laughs> no, she might have accidentally done it. There's a difference. Oh right, sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the difference. To- yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So if, if anyone has any, I, th- I think I'd probably leaning more in the, towards the middle. Like I, I like I feel like there's like a if it was a scale of one to ten, there's maybe a point or two of grey suspiciousness around it, but maybe not it just doesn't seem like I guess from what you've told me enough reason to yeah I don't think there's enough reason to no, yeah, yeah but if anyone wants to have any doubts questions or find out about tonight's cocktail the Instagram page is the underscore temple underscore tavern I'd like to thank you very much once again for an awesome job with a phenomenal week of research and thank you to the little goblin who's hopefully falling asleep on the couch thank you goblin who's asleep on the couch <laughs> Thanks. Is she asleep? I really hope she's asleep. Yeah. Did we mention Caitlin? Yeah, I was like, before, at the start, I was like, Shane Caitlin, because you're no longer there. Oh, yeah, it has been really nice without her, because she's such a burden. <laughs> <laughs> We're joking. Yeah, she's my favourite. I'm just But kidding. she's also no longer the favourite guest. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Because Goblin is. Yeah, because Goblin's her guest. Oh, man, you say that because no one else is here to see that this 90-minute podcast took three hours to record because of the Goblin. It did. It's so late now. We start so early. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't podcast with kids, guys. It's not worth it. Don't podcast with four-year-olds. Oh, she's actually been all right now. That she's no, asleep. She's, she's been good. Like, yeah, she's yeah, not yeah. been a naughty four-year-old. She's been great. It's like from when she comes around the corner and stands there and watches us and then goes, hey. <laughs> we both jump. It's not naughty. It's just a four-year-old being a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it was My name's Thomas. My name's Hannah. And, we'll and the you. goblin is asleep. And the goblin is asleep. And we'll catch you next time. Hope.